It's Ella and Mia here, and we are so excited to be your hosts for Great Stories, a podcast by Mills and Wills SA. Hearing stories from the wonderful Mills and Wills SA team and seeing the benefits this service provides in the community led us to create a space where people can gain insight into the values and histories behind our organisation. This is what this podcast is all about, sharing knowledge and inspirational stories by learning about the values of Mills and Wills with all of you. Each month we post two new episodes, one full length and one shorter episode, which we call Bite Size. These are released on the 1st and 15th of every month. Let's get into it. Hi everyone. So today for this week's episode, I wanted to talk about living in an online community and how especially with COVID um, online spaces have become really important for Australians and a big source of where we get our social interactions. So in the last few decades social media has become an integral part of our lives within Australia It not only allows us to connect with our friends and families, but also with a range of news, events and people around the globe. Uh, Although there is a definite negative connotation associated with the term social media, particularly regarding the mental health and physical expectations placed onto the younger generations, many recent studies have found that social media plays a vital role in shaping the lives of these young people. For me personally, Social media has been um, one of the primary places that I can interact with friends um, that I don't get to physically see, especially during the last few years with COVID and as COVID is still continuing and the effects of it is still continuing, it's been a very important place for me to get social interactions as I think with most people. It is also um, a place that I get a lot of news from. I definitely substantiate it with other resources and do my own research, but it is a, I feel, a very important place to see other people's opinions and experiences and realities. So social media has enabled not only the younger generation, but also everyone who has access to the internet to have a voice and join the discussion on important issues, topics and debates that um, interest them and also involve them, things that you um, might not necessarily be able to speak about and have a place to speak about um, if not on the internet. So this not only allows people to broaden their view regarding personal beliefs and understandings, but also provides opportunities for young people to learn to function successfully in a community and to develop social norms and skills within these communities. And again, I obviously don't speak for everyone, but for me, like I was saying, um, broadening my view and my understanding of things is very important and having access to the internet and social media definitely allows people to broaden their view and get an understanding of the world that they might not have gotten if it wasn't for the access to social media and other people. 
Furthermore, the rise of social media has also seen a rise in content creator jobs along with it. Uh, these are primarily created and held by the younger generation. So this not only allows people to share their skills and work with people across a broad spectrum, but also provides a space for those who may not otherwise have the access to the same income, freedom and opportunities without social media. So according to Social Media Perth, it's a website, there are currently 4.65 billion active social media users across the globe, which equates to about 58.7% of the world's total population. Research further suggests that the 5 billion people who use the internet will spend more than 12.5 trillion hours online during 2022 alone. Now, I don't know if any of you have done this, but if you, at least with an iPhone, if you go onto settings I think it is it shows you your how much time you spend on your phone how much time you spend on certain apps um, the internet anything like that and there have been some weeks where I've spent about 30 hours on my phone in total so I completely see how 12 and a half trillion hours with more than half of the population using the internet and social media. I completely see how that happens, um, especially now that a lot of work and schooling is done on the internet. It's not just spending your free time or your hobbies on there, um, as well as uh, uni, like a lot of things are done on the internet. So within, that was globally, but within Australia, social media accounts for one third of time spent online each day. The most astounding fact to me personally out of all the ones that I um, read was that 21.45 million Australians are active social media users, which amounts to 82.7% of our country's total population. Now, I was expecting it to be high, but definitely not that high, because I think to be an active social media user, you can't just have an account, but actually um, access the platforms. And I'm not sure how regularly, but at some um, regular time. And considering a lot of our population are um, older adults and young children, um, that is a, a lot of people who are kind of eligible in a way, I would say, to use social media that is um, old enough to be able to read, to be able to legally have an account, um, and then young enough to kind of be interested because it is a new kind of thing that um, older the older generations aren't necessarily as interested in. Um, 82, almost 83% of our country's total population with that in mind is using social media actively, which is really, really surprising. So Facebook is currently the most used social media platform globally with 2.91 billion current users. 
Instagram is currently fourth with 1.45 billion and TikTok is currently sixth with 1 billion. So I did look at a long list. I think it was the top um, 15 or 20 social media platforms that are used globally and then the number of users. Um, but I hadn't heard of a lot of them. And so I only included here the top five list just because I think they're obviously very widely known. So at first it's Facebook, like I said before. Second is YouTube. Third is WhatsApp, which is really surprising. Fourth is Instagram and fifth is WeChat. So yeah, personally, I was most surprised at how high WhatsApp placed um, just for me personally and the people that I know who are active on social media definitely use, say, Instagram um, over WhatsApp. I don't really know many people who actively use WhatsApp, but again, that's just my own personal experiences in my little bubble. So that was a very brief rundown of the current prevalence and statistics of social media, both globally and within Australia. So now I just want to touch on the way in which these online spaces and platforms are used in our current society. When I was researching for this episode, I came across a report conducted by the Governance Lab. So the Governance Lab is an organisation that's based at New York University that studies the impact of technology on governing. So throughout 2020, they conducted a report on the power of virtual communities, where they interviewed 50 leaders of Facebook groups and another 26 industry experts on the way that Facebook is being led. So before we start talking about this particular study, I just wanted to quickly explain what Facebook groups are in case anyone listening isn't familiar with them. So according to Facebook, groups are a place to communicate about shared interests with certain people. You can create a group for anything, your family reunion, your after work sports team or your book club. In other words, a Facebook group is a discrete collection of individual users bound by a common purpose or topic who can see and interact with one another's posts and comments. So 1.8 billion people use Facebook groups every month and more than half of all Facebook members are members of five or more active groups. Uh, many of these groups, quote, cut across traditional social groupings and bring together people normally divided by geography around a shared trait or interest, end quote. So for me personally, I am a member of a few groups. Um, I think there's some for my uni um, and some for like hobbies and other interests, but I've never actually interacted on them before I think that it's more it's certain um, groups or organizations uh, companies that I am associated with and do things with and I just need to know some information that's on there I've never really interacted on Facebook groups at all so I am not one of those what is it 900 million people who um, are active members of a group. 
Um, so out of the 15 countries that were surveyed for this study, 11 countries said that their most important social groups were primarily online groups. Within Australia, the survey results show that 37.98% of all Australians surveyed said that their most important social group was primarily online, compared to 23.6% for primarily in-person groups and 38.42% for primarily mixed group, meaning both online and in-person. Australia had one of the lowest percentages of the number of people who stated that their most social important social group sorry, was online, uh, out of all of the 15 countries surveyed, I think we were the second lowest, um, which I'm surprised about considering that earlier percentage that I think almost 83% of our population in Australia is an active social media user. Um, so the primarily online groups that generate the largest sense of belonging for their members, which was an important factor that they looked at in this study, are groups that have ties to local communities and cities as opposed to global groups. Um, like I was saying, I personally am um, involved or a, a member of groups say my uni group as opposed to an Australia group I'm not sure what that would be but yeah um I definitely know of a lot more social local uh, community groups and I know a lot of people who are involved in them and not so many global groups so specifically out of that um, statistic 38% of respondents reported local Facebook groups as having generated, quote, quite a bit or great deal of belonging, end quote, while only 12% of respondents answered the same for a global group. So there is quite a big difference there. And personally, I feel that that's because, I mean, this survey was completed in 2020, I'm pretty sure, and that was when COVID was definitely quite significant and and really kind of kicking in and a lot of communities um, weren't able to continue with their previous catch-ups or things like that and so I feel that Facebook groups for those local community groups um, definitely played a big role in still facilitating that social connection and interaction while global groups, I think that they're definitely important, especially in Australia, there is quite a bit of patriotism, but I think it is kind of expressed and shared in a different way than through something like Facebook groups. But I don't know, that's just my opinion. Um, so now I also wanted to let a few people who work here at Meals on Wheels just say a little bit about how they use social media, what kind of social media they use, how often they use it and things like that. I'm probably not the best person to ask when it comes to using social media. So I've only just started using Facebook probably in the last couple of years. I tend to use Facebook to catch up with um, my friends and family members and see um, what's happening in their lives. 
Um, it's really good to see good things happening with my friends. Not so keen on all the negative stuff that's often posted on Facebook, but never mind. Um, I have used Facebook too when I'm part of a sports group. Um, game times, etc. are posted on those as, as is with Messenger. Um, also, we use Messenger a lot for the kids' sport. Um, probably use Facebook on a daily basis. Um, Messenger would be more like a weekly basis. We used WhatsApp quite a lot when just when my daughter just was overseas and uh, it was a good way for all the family members to connect as not everyone had access to Facebook so she'd often post all, all the photos and we could have a, a chat through that platform. I used the social media platforms of Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok and Facebook and I'm probably on them for about one to two hours a day. And I use them to chat with my friends, make plans and see what other people are doing. So lastly, I just wanted to talk about how to safely create and navigate online spaces. I think that it's a very, very important thing to be knowledgeable in and just to keep a mind on while you are um, in online spaces like social media. So according to eSafety.gov, one of the most efficient ways to make your online experience safer is by making your social media accounts private. This will prevent any strangers from viewing or accessing your content and contacting you online. And another way to stay safe online is to regularly check who is following you on all social media platforms and deleting anyone who you do not recognize and seem suspicious from your following list. Now, this one, I think, who seems suspicious, that is a very subjective term. And just keep in mind maybe that your social media platforms are a place for you to interact with others and to express yourself as you choose. And someone suspicious might be for you, maybe someone who isn't necessarily in your age range or doesn't live in the same maybe state, things like that. And it's really up to you how you use your social media as long as it's within the guidelines and just whatever you do to ensure that you feel safe um, using these platforms is the best. So there are several situations to be aware of when creating and accessing any social media platform, some of which include catfishing, fake news, cyberbullying, disturbing content, pressures from social media and balancing your time online. If you have any social media platforms or are even thinking of creating an account on one, it might be a good idea to visit esafety.gov and check out all their tips and support services. They have specific sections of safety advice under the headings of educators, parents, young people, kids, women, seniors, diverse groups and industry. Um, there are definitely a lot of important tips um, guidelines, rules, things that you definitely should know and I checked it out. It's actually quite a nice website. I liked it and um, it was really easy to look on 
and get a lot of information so if you have social media which there's a good chance that you do living in Australia if you do live in Australia then um, definitely go check that out and that was the last thing that I wanted to talk about today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I think it's a little bit shorter, but I just thought it was a really interesting topic. And, I, you know, social media pretty much affects everyone, even if you're not on it. It definitely has a big impact on our day-to-day life within Australia. And it's interesting to take a look on just how much it really does impact all of us. So I hope you enjoyed and see you next week for the next Bat Size episode. Have a good week, everyone. Thank you for listening to our episode and learning a bit about Mills and Will's essay. We look forward to seeing you next fortnight. If you have any questions or comments or even ideas for future episodes, please get in contact with us at ella at mealsonwheelsessay.org.au. Until next time, have a great few weeks.